Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim Dafnun Chiramud Bet at the bottom of the Amud. Uh, and in the first podcast of this parak, we presented something of the sequence and the first Mishnah of the Tamid Shabin Arbaim and then the Korban Pesach, the only Korban to be brought after the Tamid Shabin Arbaim. Now we'll see the more fundamental presentation. Tanar Banan, Tamid Korban Pesach. So the Tamid comes before the Pesach. Pesach Korom Lektoret. After the Pesach is Lektoret. And on a regular day after the Tamid Shabbat Abayim is Lektoret. Lektoret Kudaman Lanayrot. And the last thing is lighting the menorah. What's the reason? Yuchad Devar Shenamar Bo Ba'erev Uvein Harbayim. Devar Shenamar Bo Ba'erev Ela Ben Harbayim Bovad. As you see in the collective Sukim on the page, the Korban Pesach is both mentioned as being brought Ba'erev and Ben Harbayim. <clears throat> whereas the Tamid is only brought Bain Harbaim, which doesn't give it the extra lateness of Ba'erev. So if that's the case, Pasach should be the last. So it's Ktorit and Nerot are both Bain Harbaim. Same argument. The answer is Because the Torah <coughs> excluded uh, with the, with the context of the menorah, that, uh, oto mi ervat boker, meaning that's the last thing to be lit. Detanya mi ervat boker, tela mi datash tetuleka mi ervat boker. You have to put the proper amount of oil that it could light all night. Davar cher in lachavodash ekshara mi ervat boker el bazubavad. Also, Otomir Vadboker is to say that this is the only avodah that is kasher from evening until morning. Everything else starts when it starts, uh, sometimes during the day, typically, and is done whenever it's done, like even Haktarat Evarim. Now, Maita, Mama, Kra, Yaruch, Oto, Haron, Vanav, Mi'arvad, Boker, Oto, Mi'arvad, Boker, Endav, Archer, Mi'arvad, Boker. So, therefore, uh, even though the, uh, Menorah is mentioned as being Ben Harbaim, it says Mi'arvad, Boker, and it excludes everything else, so therefore it's the last one. Vidkash, Kterot, Kterot, and we have a a comparison, we're going to see this in a minute, between the lighting of the Torah and the Nerot, and therefore both of those come last. Now, Vatanya Kikushan, we have a Brayta that actually supports our original understanding, which was a challenge. Tamid Kodan the Torah, Torah Kodan the Nerot, Nerot Kodan the Pesach, in which Pesach is last. And this simply said, everything that's been our Baim is going to come before Pesach, which has both been our Baim and Ba'erev. So now our answer originally now is a challenge to that Brayta, which is Oto. <coughs> and the Menorah should be the only thing <coughs> that is lit that light, that late. And the answer is, Hi, Oto, and Ba'erev, the Mute, Avodah, should be Finim. <laughs> that Oto is just telling you there is no other Avodah Shibifnim. Avodah in the Mikdash, after the Menorah, what's the only other Avodah in the Mikdash that could be there? And my Nihuk So that tells you the Torah comes before Nerot, but it doesn't tell you about the outside. The Pesach's brought in the outside. Since it says when Aharon lights the Nerot, the Nerot, Yaktirana, he should burn the Torah. So, Eman Adlik Nerot Parisha, it sounds like you light the Nerot, then you do the Torah. Ranaktik Torah. So, Medrachman Oto, therefore it says Oto to tell you a Nerot is last. So, what does that Pasuk mean? It doesn't mean that after you light the Nerot, you do the Torah, but when you light the Nerot, the Torah should already be going. 
so that you have the Torah and then the Neirot. But this does not affect Avodah Bachutz, <coughs> and therefore Avodah Bachutz, the Pesach, could be last, and is affected by the sequence according to that Brighta. <coughs> there is nothing that comes before Tamid Shoshachar, we saw this in Masachat Tamid, except for the burning of the Torah. Because the Torah, as you see in the Pasuk on the page, is Baboker Baboker. So one single boker comes after the double boker, which makes it earlier. The only thing that comes after the Torah So we have three things, as opposed to in the morning there's only the Torah, in the afternoon there's the Torah, Nerot, and Pesach, but not necessarily in that order. There's a mention here of Mechusar Kippurim, meaning somebody like a Zav or a Zav or a Metzora, who, uh, or Yoledet, who still has to bring their Korban, and if they're Mechusar Kippurim and Pesach, they go to the Mikvah a second time, and they're able to eat their Pesach that night, um, and that going to the Mikvah happens at the end of the day. It's not true just on Erev Pesach, it's true anytime. Even though normally they have to wait till the next day to eat Kodshim, says if they go to the mikvah a second time, then they can eat Kodshim that night, and that mikvah has to be after everything else. But of course, before sunset, because you need Harem Shemesh. Now, I understand Tanakama. In other words, what's our motivation for speeding up the Mechusa Kippur, who normally should not be able to eat Kodshim until the next day? What's our motivation for giving him a second tefillah and allowing him to eat Pesach? Because not eating Pesach involves a karet. As opposed to the assay of Hashlama, <coughs> of having the Tamin Shemar Abayim be the last thing. There's no karet there. However, but according to him, what's the point of having them do the second tefillah any day of the year to be able to eat Kodshim? What's to be gained that you're trumping the assay of Hashlama? We're talking about the bringing of a chatata of. The only thing that his beach gets is its blood. No, it could even be a chatat peima that the Mechusa Kippur is bringing. He actually brings it and lets it stay on the Mizbeach. He also has to bring an asham like a Mitzorah. That's how they have to bring an asham. So, based on our Papa, the Malinbat. That's why you leave it on the Mizbeach. So Amri Shakare Vashamo, we're talking about a case where the Asham was already brought. Remember, you typically have an Ola and Asham and Chatat in the case, for instance, of a, um, of a uh, Mitzorah. Chetem Ola, Loma Akva, you think the Ola is, is not indispensable? All three korbanot keep them from conti- from completing the process. You think that was already brought? You can't bring the olah before the chatat. When it comes to the uh, ofot, you always bring the chatat first. Why does it say that? If it's there to tell you that a chatat ta'of comes before olah ta'of, we already have that in that parsha. That's the parsha of all of Yorin. This is teaching you about all chataot. Whenever you have a chatat and a lot coming together, chatat always comes first. 
If you have an olat beima and a chatata of, the chatata of still comes first because chatata always comes first. <coughs> so Amarava Shani Aula de Metzora do Achmona Amar v'Hala Koyin et Ha'Ola She'Elakvar. It's a unique thing about the Metzora that the Ola actually does come first. So there you could have the Ola before the chatat. It could have been brought first. The Asham could have been brought, and then we're going to allow you to bring the chatat here um, and let it be uh, stay on the mizbeach. Are we going to leave something for the Kwanim that they're going to end up getting messed up on by leaving something on the Mizbeach? Because they think it belongs to that day. It's sitting on the Mizbeach. They're going to burn the pieces up. I'm like, Kohan is reasoning that the Kohan paid good attention and that's not a problem. But the Kohanim can't eat the Chatat until the Amurin are burnt. And you're going to leave the Amurin there until the next day. The Kohanim can't eat it until the next day, which torpedoes the entire process, the Tanya. Is a separate issue. But I might think the Kohanim could eat their gifts of Ishlamim before the Amurin are brought. The sequence of the Pasuk is first you burn up the Amurin, then you get to eat your part. But as a general rule, when, a, when the Kohanim eat the Chatat, it's their eating of the Chatat that makes the Kapara. So it's only when they eat it, which means the Kohanim can't eat it yet anyways, which means you've solved nothing for the Mitzorah. He said, since there's no other solution here, which is to allow the, 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 this fellow to, uh, to eat Kodshim at night, uh, we pretend as if the korban became tameh, in which case the kapar is already affected once it was offered. get their part in any case, and therefore here it's considered that the kapar already happened. You're not allowed to leave the korban on the mizbeach all night. Meaning all night. You could leave it all night, but not till morning. Then we have a pasuk that we saw at the end of the previous podcast that indicates that Tavit Shabbat Rabbayim has to be the last one burnt, which means you can't leave any other korban all night. Kahana brought the challenge and he gave the answer. If they were left over, then they could stay all night. So he challenged Rav. The Pesach can't be till all night. Same problem. It can be there all night, just not till morning. Which means, since the Pesach is brought in the afternoon of a Chol, how can you leave it there on Yontif? How can it be there at night at all? Like far Rami and Neil, Rabbi Av, Rachiel, Rabbi Avau. This is already challenged in Eretz Yisrael. But Shani, Rabbi Avau's answer was: We're talking about when the fourteenth is on Shabbat. After all, the Korban Pesach that year is called Chelvei Shabbat, and therefore you can bring it on Yom Tov, which is on Saturday night. So just because that's the solution, we're going to say the whole pasuk. Of uh Boker is only talking about a case where Pesach is on on, on Shabbat. You have to leave things because that's the only way to interpret the Pasuk and keep it whole. 
Okay, we'll pick up with the next Mishnah on the next podcast. I've known Ted Amor Bet. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.